podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Tokyo time and Anything But Footy brings you the views of the athletes in action just before their event. Sophie McKinner is Britain's greatest shot putter, setting her personal best of 18.61 metres in 2019 before clinching a world championship place in Doha. Now at her first Olympics, the Norfolk athlete with a real sporting pedigree in her family says she knows what she wants to achieve. She's in action 11.30am London time, Friday morning. Well, Sophie, what does it mean to you to be out there and wearing the kit and being able to, well, virtually call yourself an Olympian on the cusp of actually competing in the Olympics? Yeah, obviously, it's, uh, you know, been a, been a lot of hard work over a lot of years to, to get to this stage. And, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to finally be out here and be uh, preparing the last last few weeks leading up to uh, the competition itself. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited and uh, to be in the team environment makes it uh, sort of feel a lot more real now. When did the Olympics first come on your radar? What do you remember watching or hearing about when you were growing up? Um, I can remember when I was sort of six years old watching it um, with my mum watching Sydney Olympics. And I said to her uh, that I was going to be an Olympian. That's what I told her when I was six years old. Uh, and she fondly reminds me of the, the story now. Obviously, it's, it's happened or, or is about to happen. And uh, that's my first memory of the Olympics. And then ever since then, I was hooked on sport and uh, I watched it ever since. So it's uh, it's been a really big part of my life uh, right from the start. Is there a tad of disappointment that mum can't be with you because of the, the situation? Yeah, unfortunately, there were, were 12 family and friends booked to come out and watch and uh, they, they were booked in 2019 and obviously they had to cancel that because of uh, obviously the, the restrictions that are in place and yeah of course that is really disappointing and and you know they've all been part of the, the journey in one way or another up until this stage but um you know I know they'll be watching from home and it, it'll be just as satisfying knowing, knowing that they can see it from back home and you know it's it is sad it is really sad but unfortunately it's, it's the way it is at the moment. And what kind of send-off did you get then from friends and family at home? Yeah, it's really nice. We had a big um, sort of a family barbecue with everyone coming around. And then, um, yeah, they saw me off on the morning on, on the way to the airport, um, which was which was really nice. And I wasn't expecting that. So it's been lovely and it's, it's been nice that they could be included in, in sort of that part of it, um, even though obviously they're not now able to, to come out here and watch it in person. And I don't imagine there's too many people from Great Yarmouth that have been at the Olympics. People at home must be super proud of you. Yeah, I think we're quite few and far between in in, in Yarmouth. I think there's only been um, four four people, I think, in the in the history of the borough um, to have made the Olympics, and and hopefully I'm obviously now become the fifth. So yeah, I've got massive support from back home, and it's really nice knowing that obviously in, in this time of the with the pandemic, and obviously people have sort of been struggling. It's nice to give uh, local people certainly something to to be able to support and get behind. And out there in Japan, as we know, everything okay, all feels safe and all the protocols seem to be working? Yeah, it's been really, really well organised so far. You know, we were put through a lot of checks coming in uh, just, just through the airport alone. And then obviously now we're here, it's, it's very tight on on what, what we're allowed to do. And, and yeah, we're escorted everywhere we go. And yeah, I, I can't say I feel unsafe at all. Um, there's, there's a lot of protocols in place to make sure we're safe and, and the Japanese public are kept safe, which is also obviously really important. And how has the reaction been from the Japanese public? Because sat here, we would be told or we're being told or believe that no one wants you there. But you're there. What are they doing? What are they saying to you? 
Yeah, um, the Japanese public, we, we obviously aren't, aren't, aren't mixing with them at the moment because of obviously all of the restrictions that are in place. But when we go past on the bus and, and things like that, they're all sort of waving and, and smiling. So um, the, the reception has been good so far. Nobody's been, or, or I certainly myself, haven't experienced any negative reactions. And I think, um, you know, especially here in Yokohama, we're obviously not in, in, in Tokyo yet. Um, but, but everyone here is really supportive and they were watching through the fences, watching us train yesterday. So, yeah, certainly very positive. And you, of course, come from a bit of a sporting family, don't you? You're, I've, I've got some, some Norwich City friends that uh, talk about Dave Stringer um, with glassy eyes. Bit of a legend. Oh, I don't know. I won't call him that. Um, what do no, you call yeah. him? <laughs> Just granddad. Um, <laughs> No, he he plays a massive part in my career. I I play it down, and you know we're we're uber competitive be- between each other, and uh, you know he he gives me a lot of stick, and I I give him the same back. But um, now I've made the Olympics, I reckon I've gone one better than him, so uh, I can get away with that. But yeah. uh, no, he 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 comes to every single one of my training sessions. He drives me to London once a week, um, and it, and he's massively supportive of what I do, and. Uh, yeah, he was the one that was a bit sort of glassy-eyed when I was leaving in the car, that's for sure. <laughs> be nice to bring a medal back to go with some of his football trophies, wouldn't it? Well, um, I think, you know, I want to be realistic about my chances and I think a place in the final would be be really, really nice. And then once you're in the final, you know, anything can happen. But um, there's some there's some good girls in my event and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to compete, not just to make up the numbers, um, but at the same time, I'm going to be realistic about what I, what I'm able to achieve. Well, all the very best. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you. This is Tokyo Time from Anything But Footy, the Olympic and Paralympic Sport Podcast. Follow for more from the 2020 Games in 2021. Sports Social Podcast Network.